Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Right now, just the four of us. Does anybody know what Frank was into on this? He just said to meet him for a sit. He didn't even make it like it was a big thing. He was nervous, though. Nervous how? He wasn't nervous. Were you on that line, dumb shit? I'm telling you, I heard it. He was nervous. Nervous, Nelly! It was in his voice. So he was trying to make a play on those guys. There's something going down a week from Thursday that's big, and they were not happy about what he found. Obviously, they whacked him for it. Crack whacker! No, I, I don't think they meant to. I, I think it was a mistake. When they shot him, I think they f***ed up. Now they're stuck looking for what he found. Multiple Academy Award nominee Edward Norton hasn't been what you might call prolific recently. Since Birdman in 2014, his appearances have been limited to easy-paying voice work and cameos in films by pals, mostly Wes Anderson. In a recent interview, he spoke about his work investing in high-tech startups and his progressive and environmental activism. But he's also been spending that time, and much of the previous 15 years to be honest, developing an adaptation of the 1999 detective novel Motherless Brooklyn by Jonathan Lethem. Finally, late last year, the film was finished and premiered at Telluride in September. It really is a passion project for Norton, who produced, wrote and stars in it, along with a cavalcade of recognisable faces, many of whom have worked with Norton in the past. That address book got quite a workout in the production of Motherless Brooklyn. It's the story of a small-time private eye in New York in the late 1950s, Norton's character, Lionel Esrog, works for a father-figure-like character, Frank Minna, played by Bruce Willis. Lionel and a colleague, played by Ethan Suplee, are tailing Minna after a meeting that could go wrong actually does. They lose him on the far side of the Brooklyn Bridge when the guys who have Minna can use an official lane and they have to wait for the tolls. By the time they catch up, Minna has been shot with his own gun and they are too late to get him to the emergency room. The rest of the film is about Esrog's quest to find out why Minna was killed and find him some kind of justice. On the way, he discovers layers of corruption and marginalised communities being forced out of their homes in the name of redevelopment and progress. How many parks do you think have been built in the city since he's been commissioner? 255. How many of those in Harlem, you think? One. You build a new beach for the people, but the ones with no cars, the poor ones, the black and brown ones, how are they going to get to the parks and beaches? Public bus. Guess how high they just built the overpasses on the new parkway. One foot too low for a bus to clear. Come on. Look, forget whether it's discrimination. The federal government and the city are being scammed. There's supposed to be relocation services. Companies got a $2 million contract to handle it, but nobody even answers the phone. Call the city. They say these folks are on the list for the new public housing, but then it never gets built. You know more than any secretary I ever met in my life. Secretary? Who told you that? I got a law degree, you know. I'll pass the bar first time I sit, too. Okay, then. Sorry. How are you going to write about it all if you don't even take a note? What, two million for relocation services, bridges a foot too low for the buses, one out of 255 parks, 15 million in property for 500k, 200,000 people in Port Green alone? That? I never forget anything, believe me, like not a single word. Now the interesting character trait that S. Rog has is Tourette's Syndrome. 
that neurodiverse disorder that prompts a person to blurt inappropriate comments and other socially awkward tics. While Norton's SROG has to explain himself to strangers, it's interesting the situations he finds himself in where the disorder is relieved. It emerges as a response to stress, but as the film goes on and SROG finds himself as a central player in the investigation, his confidence and self-worth grows and the effects of the syndrome diminish. He's also a bit of a savant, never forgetting a detail, remembering what everyone around him says. It's very helpful for a private detective, you might say. The original novel was set in the present day, but Norton's adaptation, from the very first time he decided to work on it, is relocated to the 1950s. His argument was that the hard-boiled gumshoe world of private investigators and the old-school dialogue would have sounded out of place in the here and now. But it also allows him to drive that investigation into the very real world of New York City planning, inspired by a famous book from the 1970s called The Power Broker by Robert Caro. Here's your next headline. No expressway will be the world's biggest parking lot. Why? Because cars are a cancer and roads make them metastasize, not shrink. We need trains. But he's killing the trains. Why? Always with the why. Because he doesn't control the revenues from the trains. He controls the tolls for the bridges and roads. Borough authority. You know what the authority is? No. Neither did anyone else. He invented it. A fourth branch of government. A shadow branch. All controlled by him. Meaning he controls everything, but nobody voted for him, and they can't vote him out. Wait, wait, wait. What could stop him? Almost nothing. And he's more dangerous now than ever. Why now? Because the Board of Estimate votes on his highway and slum clearance plans this week, so he's bullying everyone into submission. He's the most powerful man in the history of the city. He's an autocratic Caesar, but nobody realizes that they are just all walking around calm as Hindu cows, thinking they live in a democracy. So what could happen? Are you going to write about this or what? The Power Broker is a biography of the famous New York City planner Robert Moses, lightly fictionalized here as Moses Randolph by Alec Baldwin. Moses was the unelected power behind New York development for 40 years. He built parks, expressways, beach resorts and two world's fairs. But the power broker lifted the lid on the corporate grift and underlying racism that drove Moses' developments and the film adds a layer of family scandal too. Also featuring in the film is a version of the resistance to Moses, a character called Gabby Horowitz, played by Cherry Jones and based on Jane Jacobs, who campaigned to try and save Greenwich Village from an expressway at around the time this film is set. In fact, there's a sequence set around a famous demonstration at Washington Square Park that also featured in a recent episode of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. But I digress. At 2 hours and 20 minutes, Motherless Brooklyn goes on a few too many detours to be really effective, as if Norton wants to honour all the research that he's done. The film wants to remind you of another great film about post-war corruption, Chinatown, but Norton's style behind the camera is nowhere near Polanski, even if his collaborators in the costume and art departments go all out to recreate New York in the finest of detail. When I was a boy, Henry Bridges that were on and off Manhattan Island? Two. Shitty little train trestle here in the Brooklyn Bridge, and when you cross that, you were stepping over manure much of the way. People mostly scuttled into New York off of docks like rats. I built that, and that, and that, and that. And now people vault over rivers on the spans and parkways of 
Olympus. Olympic rat, man. Sorry. There's some pretty bridges, I'll give you that. Thank you. Motherless Brooklyn is rated M for language and adult themes and is available to rent or buy, so far at least, on either Apple or Microsoft's digital platforms. The rental is $7.99 and purchase is $24.99. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.